and good morning. Welcome to the Miracle Mystery Hour of Power live from the Cryptid Cathedral in parts unknown and lands undiscovered. Thank you very much for joining me, Pastor Albaster. And with me, once again, blessing us with his company, my longtime friend, Deacon Freakin'. Deacon, good morning. Uh, bless ya. Bless ya, Pastor. Bless y'all in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Now, as we join together to express our love and desire, need to be closer to the mystery, to mm-hmm. be further from the spotlight, mm-hmm. to drive ourselves into that safe, safe blanket of what the heck is it? Where did it go and why did it go there? Gotta remain hidden. But not everyone feels that way, Deacon. No, sir. I don't want to break your heart. I don't want to give you bad news on this early morning. But I got to tell you, there's someone out there who wants people to find us. Who is it? Someone wants to encourage us to be known. Who that is? Someone wants to push us into the spotlight. Tell us who, Someone wants to sell a Hollywood map to the paparazzi to lead them right to our front. And that entity is a devil, baby. That's right, Deacon Devil, baby. Devil, baby. Devil, baby, going to whisper to you. Mm -hmm. Devil, baby, going to tell you, maybe you shouldn't be so quiet. That's what he's going to do. Devil, baby, going to say, maybe you shouldn't hide in them woods, Mr. Bigfoot. Out there in the open. Devil Baby wants you to get a social security card. Don't do it. Devil Baby wants you to buy a cell phone. Why would you? Devil Baby wants you to get the Comcast Supreme package that costs over $200 a month for channels you'll never even want. Ain't nobody afford that. Uh, And to that, I say, get thee behind me, Devil Baby. Get out here. I don't need you. Because I got the mystery. That's they right. Go down the room, devil, the mystery's kept us safe for thousands of years, and it will continue to keep us safe for thousands of years more. Mm-hmm. Everybody said they got the televisions. There they are. They got the cameras. Everybody got them. Everyone said when an unshaved man put a piece of burned wood to a cave wall, well, that's the end of us. Once they capture our image, it's over. But it wasn't over because we trusted what? What? The mystery. The mystery. That's right. The mystery going to save us, going to keep us safe. Now, there's a thousand whispering voices that say, wouldn't you rather have one of them ice cream bars? Pretty articulate for whispering. Ain't no place for an ice cream bar in the woods. Ain't no place for a PlayStation when you're living in a cave. Who needs that network? Ain't no place for video games when you're hiding. DLC expensive. And you all come in to hear me talk about the mystery, about how you need the mystery. But it's not as simple as that. It's not as simple as just keeping your head down. Tell them, pasta. That's right. In order to stay hidden, you got to keep your head up. Keep Mm -hmm. it up. So they don't see you. You got to keep your eyes open. Keep them open. You got to hear twice what they do. Two times. Mm -hmm. But it ain't easy. It's hard. Now, a quick reading of scripture. <clears throat> the path of the Sasquatch is beset on all sides mm-hmm. by camera crews and the tyranny of overweight men. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Blessed is the Squatch who stays ahead of the night vision camera and the yes. forward-looking infrared that the helicopters do bring to the mm-hmm. woods. Yeah. And you will know mystery is your salvation mm-hmm. when a 300-pound man with a southern accent walks within inches of your face. And what was it that delivered you? Mystery. Stay here. That's right. Stay here. Mm -hmm. Trust the mystery. Trust the unknown. Wrap it around you like a blanket. Stay here. I'll tell you, I've seen mystery do amazing things for each and every one of us. I've seen mystery change the life of cryptids in ways you could barely imagine. They didn't stay the same. 
I've seen a mystery dry the tears of a squonk. Can be done. I've seen mystery cure pink eye from a shirimi. Ask him all about it. But mystery can't do it on its own. Mm-mm. Mystery needs help. Mystery needs you. It needs your prayers, your thoughts, your help, and your money. That's right. Mystery needs money. Because the world doesn't hide itself. We can't holler without them dollars. It was this very ministry and the people out there, all people just like you, given from their hearts, that allowed us to create the holographic hiding hole for the center of the earth. Ain't nobody finding the center of the earth now. Where's it hid? Mystery me. hides those who hide themselves. With your thoughts and your prayers and your donations, we can stay ahead of the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. We'll fall behind. The squatch hunters. Can't get good. Alien chasers. Jojo Sakalosa. Powers that would seek to exploit the unexplained, Mm-mm. to subvert the secretive, mm-hmm. expose the unexplored. Mm-hmm. Whoa, calm down, Deacon. He's Sorry, got- the power of the mystery is just getting inside, man. That's right. That's yeah. a good power. And I want you to stay with that, Deacon. I want you to stay in that place. Mm-hmm. I want you to use that power, Deacon, and I want you to lead us all in song. All right, everybody in the cryptid cathedral, grab your grimnels and turn to page 53. We're going to sing a song of secrecy. Don't tell anybody. An hour and a half of Dave tries to keep his voice. Oh, yeah, good God, you're a, you're a hero for that. Hello, Ooh, hey everybody. <laughs> I'm David Flora. I'm Dave Stecco. Welcome to the pantheon of blurry photos. <laughs> That's right, the anointed. <laughs> oh man, we were really enjoying that one. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't know how long uh, we could take it. Well, but I think it's really a question of how long your throat could take it. <laughs> yeah, I was backup hype man for a reason. <laughs> oh well, we we are just truly blessed to be with you this day. We sure are. Uh, can we rename the donate button the um uh the, the com- communion plate? Is that what they call that? The offerings. <laughs> the offering plate. Make sure that the Church of Blurry Photos gets uh your tithe this oh, week. Man, tax free, <laughs> tax exempt status. Asterisk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but thank you all for joining us mm-hmm, mm-hmm, on our March to 100. Oh, man. So close. This is episode 98. <laughs> yeah. 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 Didn't even have to record that later. <laughs> Got a pretty good show for you. Yeah. Yeah. This is something we've been kind of kicking around a little bit and decided yeah. to kick it into you. <laughs> Hope you're ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> this one, I think, is pretty interesting. Dave brought it to me. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know anything about it. Never heard about it before. And we're proud to say we still don't. <laughs> and it's a part of the, the globe that we haven't visited that much. Yeah, we, we try. I mean, I, truth be told, I honestly think we put more pressure on ourselves than is remotely necessary to... Uh, keep the categories and also the geography of what we cover as varied as we can. Like yeah. we'll we'll actively seek out something from an area of the planet that we haven't done for a while. I'm not saying that's what happened this time, but just so you know, in general. <laughs> so this week, 
We've got cargo cults. Cargo cults. Cargo cults. Burgle cut. <laughs> Cast you know, the bones. Those, in those willow. cults with the, the pockets on the sides. Oh, yeah. They're there like, for a while, they're, they're you like, couldn't buy anything but them. Yeah, they're like cargo shorts, but for your upper body. <laughs> uh, quick digression. I know, oh, we, really? I know we so rarely do it. I'm a, I love cargo pants. I love cargo shorts. And I'll tell you why. Because I like to read books. Usually they're large. And cargo shorts and pants are perfect. It's just like a, you just, they fit books so well. But there comes a point in a man's life where he's just suddenly not allowed to wear cargo pants anymore. Because hmm. you look like a giant weirdo, I guess. I don't know. And I've, I've had uh, good friends, people that I love and trust, intervene years ago and i so i I don't own cargo pants anymore now that's weird and it breaks my heart i miss cargo pants uh your friends need to re-examine themselves they need to uh okay stop their rolling maneuver (laughs) couldn't they just slow that maneuver couldn't they just slow that roll they need to completely stop and they need to check on themselves Prior, I'm getting this right, right? Prior, prior to any this lingo, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it right, right, fellow children. Um, <laughs> but I think I think a man can have at least one pair of cargo pants. I mean, I wear cargo shorts because those just apparently are still on the menu in the summer. But in the winter, I guess not. I don't know. It breaks my heart. <sighs> and I'm a guy who doesn't really bow down to public pressure in these regards. But then every now and then, like, I see what I call a cargo pants guy, and I'm like, oh, I get it. That's what they're trying to protect me from. I don't think well, I'd be that guy. I think there there are cargo pants that, that look good, and there are cargo pants that don't look good. Oh, man, you know what we're doing right now? We are flirting with another harrowing spinoff podcast. <laughs> <laughs> pants chat. <laughs> um, uh, I'm uh, Daryl Huskins. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, is... Ernie Tasak, and um, uh, tonight we're talking about uh, uh, corduroy. I mean, what's all the noise about? Because <laughs> corduroy has a distinctive sound when you walk. We're also going to explore the myth that they catch fire if rubbed too much. <laughs> yeah, we put some corduroy on a uh, an orbital sander, and uh, we're just going to see if we can actually get a little uh, a little fire going on. That's it. That's it. That's we're all. never doing it again. Get my word. When we're never doing pants chat again. Yeah, we need a better name than that anyway. Cargo cult. But that's that's not why you're here. Yeah, Dave. I say get a pair of cargo pants and, and feel good about it. Okay, set me free. Cargo cults, however. Yeah, don't get one of those. Interesting, uh, interesting subject. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about what they are. We're going to talk about how they originated and uh, what their cultural relevance is. Yeah, in an area of the of the world known as Melanesia. <sighs> Never oh heard of that. My. I've never heard that phrase before. I've got a breakdown of, of the location here in a Break little bit. Breakdown, Melanesia. Breakdown, Melanesia. Everybody in rap town wants to get down with the sound town. Here we go now. Me and D flow talking about Melanesia because we got to go over there in a plane on a Qantas. Don't fly American Airlines. It sucks. <laughs> oh, way to go, fellow children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Man, 
I don't, I don't know what we've got the dickens in us. <laughs> we've got the double baby in us. We do have the double baby in us. Baby. <laughs> Let's give you a quick overview uh, of this. <laughs> yeah, we'll be and avoiding we'll, the phrase breakdown <laughs> from <laughs> here on out. <laughs> we'll wrap some more about what uh, where this is. Uh, all right, so this is this is a relatively new type of religious movement, uh, or as some people call it, a cultural phenomenon. Yep. Could you could you shorten cultural phenomenon in any way, just down to say cult? <gasps> gotcha. You could. You bet. A cult phenom? No. Uh, originating in the Southwest Pacific subregion of Melanesia, it focuses on the belief of an imminent new age of blessing brought by supernatural forces and grab ass <laughs> <laughs> in the form of cargo. Holding great material wealth and goods. Yeah. And I want to get this out right at the beginning is that uh, one interesting thing about, I mean, cargo, you say cargo, we think, oh, it's stuff in a crate. Mm -hmm. But um, the word cargo becomes this like gateway. It's a synonym for wealth, for anything you want. There's this, the, the, and that's why we keep, we're going to come back to the word cargo, but it, it has more significance than what we natively give to it in this context. Right. And um, I think this is probably a good good point to say that that the term cargo cult is actually a catch all for many different forms of the same general movement. Yep. And each society in Melanesia has its own take, making for a range of practices and rituals mm-hmm. uh, that go along with this. Now, this was developed under influence of Europe and American culture. Yep. And the belief goes that the cargo will be delivered by tribal gods or maybe heroes in the culture or ancestors. Yeah. Spirits of dead ancestors and many commonalities between beliefs and practices. We just said that there are, there are many, but a lot of them do have the same uh, practices. And these include having some kind of leader figure who may or may not have had a vision or a a Mm -hmm. myth dream of a future salvation. Uh, It could have, Ancestor spirit assistance, as we as we said, maybe a coming golden age of abundance and a return to old social orders. Yeah, uh, a bit of a mouthful, but um, Which, but generally, it, it sh- it's, yeah, it shakes down a little little cleaner than it sounds. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 basically getting back to the old ways, and this is all coming from this cargo of of wealth that uh, will change everything for the better, and we'll get into. The relevance of of why right this and, this will come and, and people it, believe this and there's an there's an interesting contradiction in it where on the one hand there's this this belief in returning to the old ways in order to attain brand new things yeah <laughs> you know so it's yeah. it's interesting and uh, yeah it's it's a it's a weird phenomenon that that really it really had its time and, and and these things they some of them still exist to this day they sure do and um some of the rituals that are done include staging military drills with uh, mock rifles and dressing in close approximations to military uniforms and and even to the point that if they don't have clothes they'll they'll paint on the their bodies or yeah. or the like um they create effigies of airplane landing strips and control towers and radios and things like that. Uh, But why would they do this? Well, 
Let's get to board. that. Yeah, they they they, they have, have all that that those resources they there. Don't have the Comcast super package. Ain't <laughs> nobody can avoid it. <laughs> so why did they do all this? Well, let's take a minute to uh, geolocate this for you. Boop. <clears throat> That's the geolocator sound. Now what we're gonna do is. Uh, wrap where it is for you uh, and and dave i'll lay a sick beat for you wake up in the morning no you gotta go on the pacific coast with it down slow and you're gonna go south of the equator not now maybe maybe later later I'm not a rapper. I'm not a beatboxer. So here's, here's one. let's let's tell you where this is because uh, this to me is is one of the most interesting parts because I was never ever taught anything about this area in school, not even close. And and it's I always find these thanks, subjects. Thanks, wait, thanks, Obama. Sound. <laughs> it's got its own sound now. Well, I, I find things like this uh, very interesting, and uh, I hope to do more on it in the future because nobody nobody cares about Oceana. Yeah, it's true. So till it's too late, until they're all extinct because <laughs> they're made of ivory. <laughs> oh, sad. Their uh, horns are an aphrodisiac. Shoot the poachers. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, let's zoom out here. We're going to the Southwest Pacific. To a region known as Oceania. Oceana? Oceania? Oceanian? Here's, here's the problem. Shania it's, got an I, it's got an I at the end of it. So it looks like Oce- o- Oceania. Oceania? O- Oceania? But Shania. I've always heard Shania. of Oceania. O- Oceania. Oceania? Odishuna? 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 Schnitzelbank? Ist das ist ein Cargo Code? Ja, das ist ein Cargo Code. Oh, Shiano, Shiano, Shiano. Schnitzelbank. All right. <laughs> I've always heard Oceana, and Done. that's that's not Done. right. No, but it is, it it is sounds now. better than Oceania. Yep. Oceana. Oceania. We've established it. Oceana. Ratified it. Oh. Triple stamp. All right. Um, Touch blue, make hey, it true. Uh, Gothzilla, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the middle of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Godzilla. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, I'll never oh, wait, say it again. I'll, How's I'll, that? I'll, I'll trade say it one you, more time. I'll trade you some um, uh, Smith's bootlegs. Maybe some Echo and the Bunnymen, <laughs> and then you can tell us that. Okay. Make it worthwhile. <laughs> so um, this region, known as Oceana, <laughs> uh, includes Australia, New Zealand, and the surrounding islands. Uh, now Oceana has Tasmania. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Both right. the North and South Island of New yes. Zealand? Yes. Walker's Island? Okay, I made that one up, but it sounds like an island. Coral? Yeah, God The damn. Great Coral Reef? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's barrier. No, I messed that up. Oceania has three sub-regions. Melanesia, which we've mentioned. Micronesia. Heard of that one. And Polynesia. Everyone's heard of that one. There's so. Polynesia is made up of lots of smaller niches anyway. <laughs> Here's uh, the major stuff from each region. I thought it might help you. Um, you may have heard of some of these. Places. In Micronesia, you've got the Marshall Islands. You've got Guam. Oh, yeah. And you've got the Bikini Atoll. Yes. Kaboom. Which pretty much doesn't exist anymore. Right. Sort of. There's a few islands that got 
completely vaporized. Both but. Godzilla and Mechagodzilla are well aware of the goings on at Bikini Atoll. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Polynesia, you've got New Zealand, you've got Samoa, Hawaii is included in, in that. Sweet. And Easter Island. Awesome. Heard of those. And then Melanesia, you've got Papua New Guinea, Fiji, uh, the Solomon Islands, and Vanuatu. Yeah, I just say Vanuatu. Vanuatu? 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 Vanu- Oceania? Um, Oceania. Oh, it is. It, it does look like Oceania. Oceania Twain. Yeah, that's that's right. Jeez. That's that's your location. Yeah. If you can decipher all that bullshit that we just <laughs> threw in there over well, top I mean, of it. Good God. Well, it was like 20 minutes. Let's start this. Um, <laughs> so here are the origins of the old cargo cult. Yeah. Now, the most famous cargo cult, if, uh, if you can. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Flora. <laughs> the most famous Thank you. cargo cult, if you can call it that, has an interesting origin associated with World War II. But the religious movements actually began springing up towards the end of the 19th century. In the 1870s, you have Nicholas McClue McClay, uh, who was Salou a... Calais. <laughs> no work today for Cabbages and Kings. He was actually a, a Russian anthropologist who visited and studied the peoples of Papua New Guinea. And he, he was viewed with awe because a lot of people say he was the first white man that they'd ever seen. And he brought Terrifying. meat and fish in cans and steel tools and clothing and other such goods that the natives had never even dreamed of. Mm-hmm. That's that's an important aspect that, that we'll come back to. Uh, in the 1880s, British colonization had been happening for a while. And in Fiji, a leader named Tuka emerged to start a movement to reclaim some of the cultural identity that his people had lost or were in the process of losing. His promise was a return to a cultural golden age, and he did this through trying to uh, update the religious practices that were happening at the time. Uh-huh. Now, there's this is, keep in mind, th- this is plantation culture going on. There was a lot of oppression going on of the native yep. people. They were working too hard, getting too little. Yeah, they were being displaced from, from their land. Uh, their their identities were being taken, and, and in a lot of cases... A whole religion was being forced upon them that they weren't used to, that was new to them. Yeah, and it's and it's something that especially, you know, it's it's hard enough to find any information at all about this part of the world when you're in the United States. But keep in mind that there's the same kind of, I think you put it very, very well, uh, plantation mentality. There's a lot of um, exploitation going on in, in the form of um, sugar uh, cultivation, palm oil cultivation, mm-hmm. um, where people are just showing up and saying, well, it's a good thing I discovered this place, much to the surprise of the people who've been living there for hundreds of years. Right. And they're like, well, now we have a farm and all of you are working on it. Yeah. You already know how to work the land, so we're just going to let you keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And but if you just do stop, it harder. Yeah. And for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you stop, I'm going to probably hit you, you with yeah. things. The things I'm going to hit you with. <laughs> right. Unforgiving, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to uh, 1919 to 1922. This was an interesting period. The Vailala Madness appeared around the Papuan Gulf, and it was so named for the behavior of those who participated in this in the movement. Um, and this included uh, some like shaking body, you know, body convulsing yep. um, glossolalia, speaking in tongues, uh, things of that nature. 
That's why it's Valhalla Madness. Mm-hmm. And it was the belief that a ghost steamer ship would come soon, bringing uh, goods and tools and departed relatives and guns to uh, drive out the white oppressors, though that may have been exaggerated um, later. Right. And, and and again, that, that weird contradiction, like, yeah, we need to return to our roots. No more white oppression. Just waiting for that steamer ship full of supplies yeah. and guns to show up. That stuff that we had never had until they came right. will help us get back to our old ways. Now, again, with the irony of this, the ancestors commanding the ship were white. And the inhabitants, <laughs> one story goes, the inhabitants communicated with these ancestors via a tall pole attached to a building on which they would uh, run up a pumpkin to the top of it. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. (laughs) That was thought to be an imitation of the wireless uh, tower that that might be signaling. Oh, I thought it was the the Ichabod crane (laughs) antenna assembly. They don't have a pun there. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Um, they start imitating white people, including military rituals and uh, tea time, even. I don't even know if they actually had tea, but the ceremony of tea time well, would yeah, be Yeah, they didn't have anything else either. So I think it was it was that idea that they're they're doing this thing and it's working for them. So let's also do that thing and yeah. it can work for us. If I said intimidated, I meant I- imitate, by the way. Because I just mixed it up in my head. Oh. And now I'm second-guessing myself. Ah, yeah, I'm inside your brain. Um, (laughs) You're still going to the penalty box, which we're going to. We're going to tonight. You'll get your penalty box. And Ken Height, it's going to be so long. You'll be like, oh, why are they still in there? Stop it. Stop it. They're already (laughs) dead. (laughs) Uh, This movement never really gained traction, and by the mid-20s, it had faded. By the end of the 20s, it was yeah. gone. So uh, in the 1930s, oppression from missionaries on the island of Tana in Vanuatu, Vanuatu gave rise to a messianic figure called John Frum. Yeah. In reality, a native whose name was Manahivi wearing Western clothing, John Frum promised a return to tradition and material goods and this movement did actually take hold. The name John Frum could be uh, an, a corruption of a real last name or maybe a shortening of John Frum blank. Buenos Aires. America or... Canada. Yeah. England. Germany. Vanuatu. Ireland. That's it. That's all the places that's, there's that's that all, Johns all. could come from. Istanbul. No, no. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> That was in the 30s. Now, in the 40s, American troops began setting up bases in the region, and they brought a great plains full of goods and food and Coca-Cola and this and medicine and everything. And, yeah, and this was not not just from the, uh, the American, the Allied forces. Uh, same thing with, with the Japanese. I mean, so many of these islands were isolated for you know hundreds, if not thousands of years. Sure. And because there's no reason to go to them. It's a huge amount of effort. I don't, you know, people don't know where they can moor a boat. There's certainly no place to land an airplane. So Mm -hmm. unless there's a really, really good reason to go there, people just never did. 
But suddenly the entire uh, Pacific theater is this huge chessboard. Mm-hmm. And the more, you know, there's a, there was a land grab. You, you can make bases in, in important places. So these people overnight from both sides of the war, they're suddenly seeing these things, these airdrops of, of personnel and materials. And those materials then get uh, shared with or, or used as payment to the native inhabitants. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm a private in the, the Imperial Army of Japan, and I really don't want to clear this whole area. But I'll give you some of this beautiful rice that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you, how about a pair of socks and you clear this area and I can go back to taking my nap, you know, and that happens across the board, you know, people either share their food or their supplies or they use them as payment. And so suddenly it's kind of a, they got the gods must be crazy scenario where these, <laughs> these, this thing falls into their laps and it, it overnight change, it just skews their perspective on everything. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> Uh, everything I've ever had on my feet's been a lie until I put these socks on. I can't go back. Yeah. And in essence, it's it's interesting because uh, John Frum's prophecy was coming true. Mm-hmm. And then, then the war ended. Right. And then the rug got pulled out. All the bases were abandoned. And the planes stopped bringing the cargo. And the natives were left with nothing. They were left without the lavish goods the to them lavish. I was going to say lavish is pretty subjective at yeah, that but, point. But. I mean, socks and a coke. Yeah. To somebody who you know had to just eat nothing but but fresh, delicious Pacific fish. Right. <laughs> and you know, and the the interesting thing is that even when these bases were in operation, the the native inhabitants would be in their own part of the island, separate from everything, and they would be making their own airstrips, their their own mock airstrips, their own mock air control towers. They would make, just like you said, they would paint the uniforms on themselves or they would make like control, like a headset, like a walkie talkie headset out of, you know, coconuts and mm-hmm. things like that. They would put all the trappings on and they would, they would go through the motions of guiding an aircraft or of marching in formation. And because, yeah, because it, it worked for the other people. That's what they, that's what they saw. Uh, the, the amazing people from, that showed up out of the sky yeah. doing, and they, they figured, well, if, if they're sitting over there, you know, rustling papers and talking into these little boxes and, and then all of a sudden a plane lands. Yeah. And other, other cool people come off and, and, and things to wear and new flavors and foods and then, you know, let's get some of that going. Yeah. Uh, and, and since they were, they were left with, with none of that, after their their you know super charismatic leader had promised them all this stuff and they thought you know the golden age has arrived here we go and then it was all taken away the technology was so advanced they assumed it must have come from their gods and then they turned to the sympathetic magic in order to coax the gods to return the planes and return the cargo and that's what these effigies these these mock up uh, airplanes landing strips towers the coconut headphones all that stuff is in essence sympathetic magic. Right. Which, which to, to explain that is the idea that if you, this is, uh, I almost said it's voodoo doll ish, but that that's a bad example. Um, although but, we did mention this on yeah. the, the voodoo episode, yeah. the, uh, the point being that if you make, uh, an effigy of the thing you want, you can't be writing a clear message to God as to what he needs to deserve to, to send you. So you're, you're, you're making what you want to be realized. And whether that be, if I make this plane, a plane will show up in the sky or, or God will make my plane real little Pinocchio, the situation and turn this wooden boy into a real boy, Mm -hmm. you know, 
Like it, it kind of takes a few different forms, but that's that's what when we say sympathetic magic, mm-hmm. it's that belief that by creating the effigy of the thing you want, that either that will bring the thing to you or the thing you're building will be mystically uh, and an act of God turned into the thing you want. Right. And that's why they saw the people doing these rituals, these military drills, because they were military bases that they, they got out there. So yeah. you would have them get up and march, you know, in formation in the morning and go through all these um, uh, maneuvers. And the the locals watched them. They learned how to do this and they started imitating them. And then they picked up uh, the only thing they had, which were sticks and, you know, made them in the shape of rifles. They slung them on their shoulder and then they started marching around like this. And they thought, well, if, if these people uh, do this and then the plane lands that they, they must be doing it right. Yeah. We they have the favor of God. Yeah. If we do it right, it'll happen to us too. Yep. And to this point, uh, these people only knew in recent history, like we said, for for lack of a better term, oppression, or maybe mm-hmm. that that is the, yeah. the best term. They they you know were getting beat. They, it was it was indentured servitude, and, and and even for the uncontacted tribes, even the ones that hadn't been incorporated into these these large production agricultural projects, they they certainly knew poverty and famine mm-hmm. and want. I mean they. It's not like these people, you know, it's had the, some pastoral lifestyle up right. to that point. There was still internecine fighting between tribes and 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 fighting over resources. And you know, it's it's for any subsistence people. These were small tribal groups of people. You know, food and shelter and and materials they're hard to get. So yeah. even for the groups that didn't operate under, um, you know, any kind of uh, oppression or or you know indentured servitude. They, they still things weren't good for them. They they still ran happily towards the, the, any other option. As soon as choice B fell out of the sky in yeah. a crate, they <laughs> they selected that choice B being Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> and also this is it's uh, the part of the world where a lot of your stories about cannibalistic natives and and yeah. you know, the the tribes that and in the deepest jungles and this and that came from the stories like that came from. And to uh, some degree that was true yeah. because uh, you know, a lot of people, like you said, facing starvation, they would, you know, eat the, the recently deceased or, or maybe the tribal warfare, they would eat uh, their enemies to gain some power. Yeah, or something there, was, like that. there was, there was some, there's some cultural endemic cannibalism yeah. as well. Like they weren't, they weren't doing it. Wasn't, it yeah, they weren't putting pe- people in pots and yeah. throwing in the onions and carrots. But yeah, they 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 had you know it's it's like saying um, sacrifice. I think it falls kind of into that category. It's not like everyone was eating everyone all the right, time, right? But there were certainly reasons why they yeah there was there was ritualized cannibalism. Yeah. So yeah, a region like this just gets thrown for a complete loop. And this is this is where we uh, this is where we get to it. This is the 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 cargo cult culture is uh, solidified, I think, in in World War II and the post war era. And in fact, the term cargo cult comes out of this era as well. And you get you know not only was there the the John Frum cult, mm-hmm. which um, spoilers still alive and kicking today. That's still. Out there. Uh, but there's also the Tom Navy, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and obviously it doesn't take much to figure out where that name came from. Yeah. There's even a connection to 
uh, ancestors that were in these visions, these supposed visions that the, their leader figures of, the, of their movements had that said the ancestor was a, a white and wore all white as mm-hmm. well. And so when, you know, seamen stepped off that boat, <laughs> clad all in white, that, that it's just like the perfect conflagration of. <laughs> right. It's like that, that, uh, that short story I was saying a few episodes ago about how aliens showed up, but they had to hide themselves for a hundred years because they looked exactly like demons. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of like a reverse of that. Like these people showed up and they just coincidentally fit the bill for a Messiah. Yeah. Yeah. But part of it too is, is interesting in that a lot of the history and the, the culture gets a little muddled as we learn about it and, and as they develop. Yep. Because some things come in after uh, the fact, after the, the movements had begun or, or been established uh, and Christianity is was a big influence on a lot of that. Yeah. So you get intermingling of, of rituals and, and ceremonies and um, practices so that some things take on a little, little Christianity, some things take on a little of the original cultural rituals, and then even uh, stories of who John from was, where he came from, that gets <laughs> kind John of from? Put, in the, put in the dryer, and, and uh, it's like one sock in a dryer full of socks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very true. And it's, it, it, what's interesting is the, the belief there, there was a, there was an ancillary, there's a kind of a, as, as this belief kind of starts to evolve on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, there's always this sort of um, xenophobic, you guys leave, we stay, or we go back to a pre, you know, like we're, we've lost the way somehow culturally that it was believed that the ancestors were sending cargo. Oh, that right. the supplies were carpet, but it was being intercepted. Right. It was being stolen by the white man and yeah. kept. And uh and that that fueled a lot of animosity and 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 that, you know, it's and it's easy if you're the leader of one of these groups to maintain your control that way. Because obviously, if you're the leader of one of these these groups and you're telling everyone, no, this stuff's coming and it never shows up. How do you square that? Right. Well, your ancestors have heard your prayers. They've been sending it, but oh, they keep getting pinched at the post office. <laughs> keep eating all the cookies out of our care packages. Oh, I hate it when it happens. Yeah. Which isn't, I mean, it's a clever solution. Yeah. Well, when your back's against the wall. <laughs> right. And that wall is a bamboo plane. <laughs> yeah. It's the wall of your control tower that you made out of. <laughs> Snot. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, still still followed today. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't see numbers on it. it I, I get a feeling it's not a very large number of people no. that follow it. But uh, I would I would put it at fifty or less. Oh wow, well, very small, <laughs> basically non-existent. Then. Yeah. But February fifteenth is still celebrated by those fifty people yeah. I mean, as I, John I, from I'm Day. Sorry. When I say 50 or less, I'm guessing. I don't know either, but like sure. from, the, from the photos that I was able to pull up and stuff, it didn't seem like there was a lot of people under it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If anybody knows, feel free to write in. But yeah, February 15th is John Frum Day. Yep. People paint USA on their chests and ma- march around with their wooden rifles. And yeah, it's a big to do. There's a parade. There's the, uh, the uh, like we said, the Tom Navies. There's also uh, the Prince Philip there we are. cult yep. that worship uh, Prince Philip as a god. As their savior. Yep. Hello, everybody. I'm Prince Philip. Oh, no, no. Get up. Get up. Here. Would you care for a Snickerbar Twix? Vienna sausage. Turkish delight. But snuff. Something from Willy Wonka, perhaps. 
If any of you gets a golden ticket, bring it to me right away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we'll chop off your head and I'll go to the Wonka <laughs> factory. Right. I mean, you'll get a prize. <laughs> yeah, so they think he's Prince pretty great. Philip. There's the Yallis. Yeah, yeah, Yali was a, a, a one of these charismatic leaders, I believe. Yeah, still keeping his, his ish running. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, you can see these... This happens all over the the region there. It's not uh, just one area. Like we said, a lot of stuff started in, in Papua New Guinea, which is just north northeast of of Australia. If that that's that big kind of <laughs> fermata, <laughs> the musical uh okay. <laughs> Um, above Australia. And then uh, Vanuatu is to the east of that. And it's just a big chain of islands. So it's, it's, it's a fascinating like study of like, of like this, this, this strange historical confluence yeah. where all these people were suddenly exposed to, and even, even to be so much different if they were, if there was like a boat of researchers went there, it wouldn't have gone that way. But when you think about establishing a forward operating military base, you just show up and you've got just so much stuff and you're stacking crates of gear and you're everything's falling out of the sky and you're trying to get stuff built. And it, and, and that is amazing. Yeah. These, these guys were able to build something more technologically advanced than anything they'd ever seen before an entire village in, in weeks out of better materials that didn't fall down when it rained. I mean, that I, of course, I, I, why wouldn't they consider yeah. God was doing it? And, and to add to that point, there was a lot to be said of how Americans treated these people who up until that time had been just shit upon. Yeah. And then um, Americans come in and, you know, by most accounts, I'm sure there, it wasn't a hundred percent across the board, but by most accounts, uh, Americans were very kind to these people mm-hmm. and, and did give them a lot of, uh, their stuff, you know, a snicker bar or something is might be nothing to a serviceman or a seaman, but this <laughs> it's like mind melting to yeah. you know a population who is basically living in the stone age still, right. when the industrial age just kind of like crashes through the door with a case of beer. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like a drunken Kool Aid man. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Orson Welles. Oh, yeah. Oh. The, the is often considered for its excellent military significance. No, you cannot have the snicker bar. <laughs> I brought it from home. I brought it from home. It's mine. <laughs> you, you didn't want me to eat it. You shouldn't have put it out. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So that's a, that's a lot to put on these people. Now, in terms of, of cultural relevance, it's, uh-huh. it's a very interesting study anthropologically. And a lot of, a lot of people draw examples of, of this, uh, alongside the Arthur C. Clarke, uh, law. Oh have, yeah. Have you heard of this? The, the third law that, that, um, science fiction Any writer, technology Arthur C. if Clark. sufficiently advanced is indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. I was able to quote Arthur C's third law. <laughs> yeah. So so That's right, ladies. To um I did it. I'm doing like my pecs dance now. <laughs> ladies, you're not missing much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm. 
Dave's peck dance includes a lot of elbow dancing. <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, my, shut up. My pecs are self-starters. My pecs are not in my arms. My pecs both have part-time jobs. <laughs> they believe in hard work. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> no, let's stay with this for a little bit. <laughs> the wiggle is entrancing. <laughs> To us, it's technology. It's what we've achieved. To them, it's complete left field magic. Right. It, it is just like, and that uh, that is right in line with the old ancient aliens theorists. George Sukolo sound. Is such a thing even possible? Yes, it is. But I'll tell you what. On this one, they've got a good point. Yeah, I guess they like, like, you know, it's a broken clock. It's a blind pig sniffing for a truffle. <laughs> uh, they're going to find one every now and again. Right. It's always going to be right twice a day. Sunshine on a dog's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Stay here. <laughs> Just the fact that if a, a an advanced civilization showed up and even, and I would say, I mean, you know, in human history, in the past. Yeah. Say there was aliens that somehow interacted with cowboys. Right. They made a terrible movie. <laughs> Not even Olivia Wilde could save that movie. Uh, it, it was, it would have been, I mean, just completely mind-blowingly oh, magic yeah. to them. And, and I'll, I'll do you one better. If that were to happen, even today, and it somehow appeared that worship was helpful even people who knew better would be like oh yeah you're god all right can i get one of them snicker bars yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and i've thought about that too like uh if if it happened today do you think we are far enough advanced to where we would recognize oh this is just advanced science it's not magic we don't have to worship this or do you think people would still be like Oh my God! You you guys are are gods. You you are just please give me a hoverboard. Uh, I don't know. It really. I think there's a lot of little cues here and there. I don't. There are there are there are people that will always fall into that category, but I don't. I don't know if like in broad strokes that would work out that way. Yeah. I think that we're a, a, a little bit more skeptical and more rational people, planet wide. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there still wouldn't be. I mean. We have people doing mass suicides about aliens that never showed up. Yeah. So that I mean that may be a top that that sounds like a bullstone topic to to hash out. Like I'm trying to reconcile the uh that kind of cult with with this kind of cult and I, I don't know. And and we're running out of time to do that, but so I'll I'll save that for Well that's gonna later be talk. that's gonna be our cult, the branch Devadians. Yeah. Devadians. Devadians. <laughs> Stay away from the windows, everybody. <laughs> windows are the evils. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's too bad, but um, I'm going to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am the leaderings of the earth. Why are you so grumpy? <laughs> What's that tentacling force? <laughs> there, there's also, you know, they, they've brought up the point that maybe things like the Nazca lines or the pyramids or something could be uh, effigies or, or these uh, symp- sympathetic magic mm-hmm. that that could uh, try to coax, you know, the the more advanced beings back or something like that. Yeah, and I get, you know, there's there's something to be said for that. If you know, 
among the other explanations that we have. Sure. Right. Uh, just because we are seeing it happen in front of us. That, that's yeah. that's those those two cents. Clink, clink. And there's there's also the the introduction of, of tech that, that is so far advanced from the civilization, it's it's a terrible thing for, for that culture. Yeah. It's disruptive and corruptive. Yeah. Uh, I mean it throws everything into whack and there's no going back from it. There's no Yeah. Why is everything rhyming? The the rap portion's over. <laughs> Never over <laughs> hustle, son, and hustle. flow. <laughs> no, I mean, like once, once the, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Once these people are exposed to that, there's no, there's no reverting it. There's no telling them to forget what they saw. And do you think part of that is that uh, technology needs to evolve on its own naturally in in a culture or a, a society? Oh, absolutely, it does, because. Earning something confers respect, obviously not all the time, but like in, in, in general terms, you know? And so as you, as you go through the, the process of achieving something, I think that it's, it's, it's just like money earned versus money given you it, there's, there's a difference in how you spend it. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you just, I mean, if you just gave a whole group of people automatic weapons, those people aren't going to be there for very long. <laughs> because it's too much. Like they don't it's like that scene in fifth element. Right. They, 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 they don't tell them what the red buttons for. Right. And, and so the, you know, I think when you get into those situations and it doesn't have to be something as direct as guns, it could be saturated fats. And that has happened historically over and over people, you know, they, they get hooked on a diet that is bad for them and kills them. All racist cups, all racist cups, but no, um, corn, I was really bad in, I, I think I read this a while ago in Florida. It was so, they became so corn dependent that uh, the sugar in it was bad for them across the board. It was, it turned out to be a really big issue. It was just like native American 2000. Oh, okay. No, this is because a lot ago. of stuff happened in 2000 still it's happening just, today, but yeah, we're just still feeling the effects of it, but no, so like Seminoles and <laughs> yeah. Uh, like native not, American. Yes. And so there, there are these examples where that, that happens, whether, whether through any number of things, obviously, you know, disease exposure is a one way ticket. Um, but there's these cultural things that can be absorbed that are just devastating yeah. to the group of people. And it could ever anything from a physical object to an inherited behavior, mm-hmm. a belief system that, that doesn't jive with, and you don't know how many, like say an endemic belief system to a people, you know, uh, for example, uh, like keeping kosher. Mm-hmm. That had a that's that's a religious belief that had a very real right. important basis was, at the time that it came yeah, up. Yeah, born out of necessity. Exactly. So, what if uh, four thousand years ago, some other some other group of people came in and were like kosher, more like big no sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and more then, like osher Anna. <laughs> You know that region? You you guys know that region? Oh, Southwest Pacific? <laughs> uh, but Oceana. Say, say those people were like, oh, you're right. Um, your God's smart. Our God is is not. He didn't do so much for us. Pass the bacon and the shellfish. Oh, I can't. I'm dying. Yeah. You know, like there are. You know, oh, I can't. I'm dying. <laughs> oh, boy. But those, there's, there's real reasons behind some of these religious beliefs. Uh, you know, and so. There's a thousand ways that you just don't mess with it. It's like any ecosystem. It's, it's the prime directive, dude. Yeah, well, right? we ignore right? that all the time. Right? We ignore that all the time. Isn't it, though? 
It is. For real. Unless they're really Kirk hot. Right. <laughs> unless they're hot. That's the rule. Kirk had it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The prime directive, unless they're hot, that's the way it goes. It, it's it's endlessly interesting. <laughs> and wasn't there a part in this uh, in Guns, Germs, and Steel? Oh, man. It's been a long time since I've read that book. I think, I think someone mentioned there being a uh, little bit about the cargo cult. Uh, Oh, you know what? Culture. It, um, Justin, uh, Jared Diamond Jared wrote Diamond. another book called Collapse. Was that it? That had a lot of things about this, like why certain societies collapse and fail and others thrive and hmm, had a little bit of that in there. Well, you know what? You could, you could get both of those books through audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. That's right. Ding. That's all you have to do. You can have those books and you don't have to read them. They get read to you. They get read to you. Also, we get a little money, oh, which destroys our culture. We've never had it before, but now we've got a taste for it. <laughs> We're like sharks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we could we could talk about this ad nauseum, but we're going to stop now. Yeah, because we hit nauseum. <laughs> it's <was> pretty good. <laughs> no more. Can't talk about it. Gotta move on. Puns. No, that that'll do it. That'll that'll that's cargo Paul. That's cargo calls for you. Yeah, in a uh, um in in a crate. Yeah, in an airdropped in, nutshell. In an airdropped nutshell. Oh yeah. So drop drop them puns like they're hot, fellow children. <laughs> All right, Flora, what you got for puns? You want me to go? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I do, do, do. Even though I have a really good one on, t- on tap. Uh, how about a chic Melanesian clothing store specializing in clothes made from scraps of old military uniforms, which ships orders in cargo crates? Really? What's it called? It's called John Frump. Oh, looking dumpy. <laughs> it's the new hotness. Yeah. What can I say? Get a tattered old <laughs> GI jacket, and you'll be fierce. Um, <laughs> Jesus, you know there's a another one of these belief systems that. Uh, what is it? Well, it's it actually interesting enough is um, its most notable adherents live in England. Oh yeah, in, in London, it's it's the belief that uh, God provides uh, companions in the form of creatures that are very low to the ground. And that having them around will, will increase your wealth, will bring you more possessions, things will be flown into you. Uh, and it's actually, even the queen is a big adherent to this. It's the corgi cult. <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I like that one. I was nice. pretty pleased with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice, eh? Nice. Oh, she's a good queen, mom. She is. And she loves her doggies. I love me some corgis. Uh, all right. Got one more. All right. I've got a cult following a, a godlike leader figure who promises unimaginable wealth, power, and rule over Agrabah. Whoa. But only for himself. What? It's the Jafargo cult. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. That was a good one. Um, you know, there was a recently cartographers found out that they had just, no one had ever actually done a personal survey of the South Pacific in the last 200 years, they'd just been using old maps. And mm-hmm. it turns out there was a whole nother uh, island chain 
and um, clearly old explorers had crashed there, but they didn't have any skills to pay the bills. They, oh, they no. weren't able Fellow to con- children. What will they do? And these, these islands were inhabited almost exclusively by women and the, Ooh. yeah. And so um, in order to earn money, the uh, guys would dance for tips or food. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's the, the, the section of islands is called Melanesia. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, get your coconut oils and palm fronds ready. <laughs> It's Tom Navy. Per, per Albert Haskins. Oh, hello, everyone. Oh, ta, 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 ta. <laughs> <laughs> he's a starving midshipman from Sussex. <laughs> and he's really hoping someone's got some fresh fish. Please don't look, I'm married. Stop, stop throwing, stop throwing <laughs> those fish. Ow, ow, shells, no. <laughs> I'm doing this for you, Clarice. <laughs> I've got a wife back home. Them's puns. Nice, nice, eh? You had a very English bent to yours tonight. Yeah, that's very true. Well done. Yes. Or as they say in Liverpool, well done. <laughs> and now it's time for us all to look to the skies and pray to our dark, dark God. Please deliver unto us that which we need to survive the very sustenance that falls from heaven or the internet service provider. Please give to us Cargo cult. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just can't believe you you committed to the whole thing. Flora, what do we got? We got a bleeder. Oh, God. Get in here. 20 cc's of anthrophamponine. I need ringer's lactate and a, 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 a tracheotomy tray. Intubate. Give me those scallops. <laughs> and no, the forceps. No, 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 no the save forceps. His, save his life, then lunch. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I know they're not as good cold, but... Tell me off. <laughs> Boop. Boop. Hey, <laughs> uh, he's like, no, no. D- ECG is something completely different. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's great now. We've created a medical drama called, like, Lunch Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for Enlightened Cardiff Goat. Ah, you idiots! Come on, guys. This one, uh, this one's a little bit, little bit late, but uh, we're catching up to it. Uh, he just listened to the Hellhounds, but this was at the time that we put it out. He says, "Well, why so many legends of of the Hellhounds?" And uh, that he thinks we're right about their sheer familiarity. There seems to be uh, three types: hunting, guarding, and feral Hellhound. The ones who chase you in the night might be a reflection of how we fear they could return to their wolfish roots and treat us as prey rather than master, which yeah. is a good point. Uh, in the UK, every time a dog attacks a child... An angel in a, gets its wings! No, no. No. <laughs> no. No. Unless it's sadly that child who has died, Dave. Way to bring it up. Oh. Way to bring it up, you <sighs> son of a bitch. I am a son of a bitch. 
they have the Dangerous Dogs Act because of it, uh, which he doesn't explain. But I'm guessing it's that uh, any dog caught being dangerous will be imprisoned for uh, up to and including five years without parole. No, that is actually because of the um, WWF tag team, the British Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they, had, uh, they, they they went crazy in a hotel room once in Sussex. Oh. Everything happens in Sussex tonight. <laughs> you will be placed in a full Nelson for no less than one week in the town square. These are dangerous dogs, love. We can't have them on the streets. It's as simple as that. <laughs> um, Put them back to America. Let them fight. <laughs> Punt them. <laughs> Sack them. <laughs> His Dictionary of Celtic Myth and Legend, which we need to get. uh, But we don't need to get our own copy. We want yours. (laughs) No, you keep yours. (laughs) We'll we'll find a copy just donate enough so we can buy it. I mean, listen, I'm willing to work with you on this. (laughs) Uh, It says their saliva was seen as curative, and so they're associated with healing as well as hunting gods. Mm -hmm. And it speculates they might be associated with death because of their enjoyment of carrion. Mm-hmm. Painted with the same bloody brush as crows, he supposes. Crowses. Crowses, he supposes. Crowses. He supposes smell like roses, but crowses supposes erroneously, because crowses he knows as his toes aren't roses, as crowses supposes his toes to be. Moses supposes. Anybody singing in the rain? <laughs> Boy, I, mean, I was a little late on that one. <laughs> And uh, he listened to Sleepy Hollow on Halloween. Oh, perfect. I, I hope that you enjoyed it. It's, uh, I, in my opinion, an amazing and beautiful story. Yeah. And I hope you uh, got a good audio copy of it because sometimes, especially if you're out there trying to find a, a free uh, <laughs> audio book of, of, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, of a book you want to read, it's happened to me. Sometimes it's a little hit or miss. Yeah, that's get, why uh, I go to audible.com because everything's <laughs> better. Yeah, that's why you're, I do that. You're, you're doing uh, some good hard selling tonight. I, really? I like I'm, it. I'm into it. You know, uh, my favorite version is the Disney one, animated. I have it on DVD and I yeah. watch it. And yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh, narrated and sung by Bing Crosby. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh, very cool. Thank you, ECG, bud. Thank you. Oh, Flora. What? Get ready. I can't. Because... Uh, we have a new writer, a oh. longtime listener named Julia. Julia. And what I mean by Julia, I mean Julia, because she's from Australia. Is she? She's from Dan Under. <laughs> All right. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'll yeah. not try an Australian accent because I'm, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with it yet. I have to like hit it and quit it. And even then I You're usually right. miss yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Julia hits us with an awesome uh, letter. Yeah. Um, first of all, you know, short-time listener, first-time writer. She's never written Short-time into- listener. She's, she's yeah. not a long-time listener. No, she's not. Fool. Well, but just let it let it happen, dude. Right, I'll, let it happen. I'll shut up. Yeah, should. Don't make you angry. Pop open this Foster's <laughs> Um That'll shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're the same thing. You didn't quit it. Yeah, you didn't quit it. I didn't quit it. Can't live there. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, She loves the podcast. Uh, She's never written into a radio station or podcast, but uh, she's really congratulations. She's digging our chili with two spoons. (laughs) Um, My words, not hers. And she really enjoys it. She's listening to as much as seven episodes a day, and sometimes double listening for that extra deep 
understanding of whatever we said. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I, wow, I that, feel, that them's painter Bob numbers. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh, halfway across the world. Wow. Um, so thank you for that. To which I can only say, pump the brakes. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hate me. <laughs> I don't. Um, She's really trying to get incensed. One of these episodes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But the reason uh, uh, that she's so into the podcast is she's an artist from Adelaide uh, oh. in Australia, which is the southern part of Australia. Nice. Seth, Australia. And she's fascinated by folklore, myths, legends, the occult, the Denver. The, the Denver. <laughs> Does the Denver exist? <laughs> uh, the devil. Some folks say. <laughs> <laughs> the devil, Edgar Allan Poe, and death. Especially death. Uh, Did someone say uh, and um uh and she really loves like those those connections that can be found across cultures and you know, we talked about oh, yeah. reptiles flood myths things like this heck yeah um and she does a lot of uh, research herself into these things good and uses that to kind of spark ideas for her uh her artistic en- endeavors oh and excellent work. Uh, she's also a total skeptic and a freshly minted atheist. So what is it like a 30 day coin? Like I've made it six weeks without praying. It's <laughs> um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Freshly um, minted. Hmm. And yeah, she really enjoys like just the, you know, the, the, the dis- discussion of what we think it was, what was the pressures, the ideas of behind some of these myths and yeah. how that works. <laughs> Even though uh, usually it's sandhill cranes, which is a sad truth. That's where we're, what's where we've uncovered the sandhill crane conspiracy. Ugh. And she makes a lot. She does a lot of sculptural work. Most of them oh, cool. goats. Wait, earning wait, her, what? most of them is goats. Okay. Earning her the nickname, Goat Girl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I was wrong. Julia didn't write this. This is from Goat Girl. Goat Girl. On again, off again. Uh, girlfriend to Goat Man or crime fighting sidekick. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man from you, you instantly regret adding that southern australia <laughs> um but she likes uh she's fascinated by the way goats have been assigned you know like the the devil associations and things like that oh, yeah. and, and she Comes really of, likes uh, them. greek uh yeah. the, the satyrs and all that stuff we might get to that someday the origin of the devil mm. Uh, also, she's a recent convert to Dungeons and Dragons. Did all this happened at the same time. Yeah, she, she's been going through some. She's getting some shit done. Julia, thanks to her, thanks to her nerdlinger husband, <laughs> Julia. If you weren't already married, I'd be on. I'd be on a flight just because you used the phrase nerdlinger. No. <laughs> um, playing a forty-year-old druid with a beard and a badger yeah. called Brock. Nice, nice. Which is great because if you roll, I mean, like one of the the cool things you get when you include a badger. Yeah, because then you. <laughs> Yeah, oh, f- you. You stole it. I'm sorry. I was totally gonna be like, you know, you can cast. Ah, no. I'm sorry, man. Oh yeah. I really, I need a Foster's right yeah, now. Yeah, you Shut do. Me up. You just need to read your own emails. <laughs> You're right. Oh, now I feel bad. You should. You should. You're a horrible stole person. Your badger. This was the last episode of Blurry Photos because Flora just couldn't handle. This is like third grade all over again. Now we can't have listener mail. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, her husband is also an artist and a big fan of the show and is super into Star Wars. Cool. It sounds like you guys are getting it done. Um, he, he likes to, uh, like what he works on is usually based on um, uh, sci-fi fandom, pop culture, and HP love is craft. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and has a request. Um, 
for uh, a, a show topic, a child being children being taken, which, you know, you see, there's always like the, the old woman in the woods who takes children. Slenderman has some, some child taking things, this idea of, of, of creatures or even, even alien abductions taking children, kidnappings, things like that. There's a lot of disappearance stories that are out there now, you know, of kids just walking through a field and then just boom, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, she makes the example of uh, uh, Goethe's poem, The Erkling. 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 I'm sorry, The Erlking. And also Pied Piper. Oh, yeah. And she also gave us the uh, the URL for her website. Now, uh, Goat Girl slash Julia. Uh, let us know if you want us to put that out because yeah, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, you know if we, you want it for not, our eyes only exactly but yeah if you want I, we will be only too happy to even put a link on the website why not i'd always be i always prefer to be more cautious about people's yeah. personal information so let us know if you want us we'll we'll, we'll definitely shout it up Pass on the next episode along. and make sure everyone else takes a look at it because i know i'm gonna Flora's not allowed to because he's being punished he's been insolent insolent <laughs> 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 There's too much directing going on here. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, she thinks she saw someone familiar while she was passing Tiffany's the other day. Who? It was a tall, thin guy who splashed out on a whole bunch of jewelry and diamonds, absolutely cleaned out the store. And she was like, hey, big Splendor man, oh, <laughs> spend splendor. a little time with me. Yeah, oh. we, I think we may have smelled that one before. Well, that's all right. I like the, I like the way things are cooked. Yeah, absolutely. The, and the dish may be the same, but the way it's prepared is always lovely. And it's, it's a and favorite. Unique. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, goat girl, living Man. in a goat world. She is a goat girl. <laughs> okay. Living in a goat world. <laughs> yeah, Julia, I, when I played uh, D&D back in the day, I ran a druid myself. Uh, although I had a ram companion, <laughs> not a badger, sadly, but I played it. Very fun to run a druid. I, I love the druid. Class. I played a D and D game right when Fourth Edition came out with uh, with Ken Height, mm. and I've heard of him. I was a tiefling named Mister Scaldus, hmm. and um, my which everyone told me doesn't really fit into anything. But my because he kind of like tieflings, they're like demon guys. They're like yeah. red. They look like demons. That. Um, <laughs> If I whispered my first name into anyone's ear, black pitch would come out their eyes. <laughs> Hot black pitch. Wow. And that's why I was always Mr. Scaldus. They were like, yeah, you can't just like kill people by whispering your name to them. But I was like, I'm never going to do it. Maybe it's just like lore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, way to go, D&D. Way to go. Thanks, Julia. <laughs> yeah, I think it's over here, guys. No, right over here, everybody. I swear I could hear it. It's Mickey John's over there. <laughs> that was more fun than it should have been. Uh, Mega Johnzilla writing in. Really, what does he write? What does he write? Does he write letters? What does he? What does he write? Oh man! Oh man! Love, yeah, love the ghost story episode. Oh, you really? You having fun doing your? <laughs> Woo! Woo! Listen to mail's fun. Oh! oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
everyone knows how many empty beer bottles are right next to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all pay. Yeah. We all pay for my transgressions. Uh, he says, interesting note, the clown statue story from the Ghost Stories episode might be a locally originated story because he lives near Newport in California. And he's heard it told for a long time around there. <laughs> and Newport, not that nice. Laguna Beach is nicer, bitches. Oh, he doesn't care who he hurts. <laughs> Pun, here in California, in the inner cities, drugs are a big problem. How big a problem? The biggest. But there is a particular type of drug fiend. What kind of, what kind of drug fiend? That they've what, all what, come what, what to fear. Do? Do, what, what do they, why do they fear it? What kind of fear is like a nameless fear? They're all pale. They're dressed in black, and they pop up to watch and threaten dealers into giving up their secrets. Do you know what they're called? No. The men on crack. <laughs> That's not all. They are the men in crack. <sighs> Multiple offenders. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there are certain 3D animation studios across America that have been reporting similar sightings of a tall, thin person who has no face, but if you turn away from him, he will stretch his arms and finish your 3D modeling and ready them for the final editing, whether you're ready or not. Reports often tell of malfunctions, glitches, and poor texturing when he's around. He's known as the Renderman! <laughs> I did it! I did it! I figured it out! Uh, thanks, Mecha Johnzilla. Back to your underwater cave. I'm gonna head back and see what Matsuko's up to. The kids are out of town this weekend. Hubba hubba. <laughs> We've got another email here from, we? <laughs> from someone we haven't heard of ever before because, um, let me see if I can get the name right here. Oh god! That email got torn out of my hands! Slow down! Wait, I like that donut shop. Yeah, hold on, one sec. Uh, yeah, can I just get it? Just a dozen, just assorted. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't care. You want, you want the coffee? Yeah, no, 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 no just, just a dozen, just a dozen, just a dozen donuts. Donut holes? Yeah, no, 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 just a, just a Cream dozen. Assorted. Coffee, sir? No, 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 a dozen donuts. That's perfect. What do I owe you? Glaze. Okay, no, okay. that's perfect. Nope. You know what? Here's a tenner. Keep it. Thank you very much, sir. I got the donuts. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone likes donuts. <laughs> Mikey Wheel. Oh, he doesn't care. But uh, he even parked illegally while he was waiting for me to get those donuts. He was reading an article about Kevin Smith, and it said that he's postponing production on Clerks 3 to do a movie about... Krampus, which was Trogdor. I think we were just doing. Yeah, Krampus can burn an eight. It was originally called "Comes the Krampus," but it's apparently being retitled "Anti Santa." Either way, I don't care. It's about Krampus. I'll take it. That's awesome. Thanks, Mikey Wheels. It looks like that monkey wheels boy found himself in some trouble again. <laughs> Just a monkey wheels. Never doing no harm. Beats all you ever saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day he was born. <laughs> Man, 
Bring it, bring in the musical back. <laughs> That's right. Dave. What? <laughs> uh, turn your gaze upon the skies at night. Oh, I feel it. Spider's delight in bat wings discotheque. Everyone swirling and twirling in a mambo of the damned. What do you see amongst all the stars in the sky standing bright? Well, I see a lunar kitty. Arigato gozai must be the lunar kitty. Bye. And next to that, what do you see with your lunar side? Oh. Still uh, rhymes the, the spider's the, delight. The name is Lunar Sight. Oh, it's hello, Lunar Sight. Lunar Sight. I'll have to use my Lunar Sight. It's just like regular sight, but not quite as bright. <laughs> uh, Lunar Sight says, thank you for the informative episode on Darren Kuyu. You're welcome. And also thank you for shedding light on the sound that pattern neurons make as they fire off in the human brain, which, as you remember, Dave, goes bigga, 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 bigga. I'm pretty sure we had a pattern neuron sound. <laughs> yeah. Although, I, I gotta be honest, bigga, bigga, bigga is pretty great. Well, Lunar Sight says, after much study, researchers of canine neurology have determined that dogs have a very similar mechanism for pattern neurons firing off. However, the audible sound created for dogs differs from that of humans. Really? It goes like this. Bacon, 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 bacon. That's the sense. My brain makes that sound. Thank you for that insight, Lunasite. Oh, I'll see you in 28 days. Uno mas. Uno mas. Oh, <laughs> oh, the indirect feeling, the incorporeal desire, the wanton desire and need of Cthulhu hungers from the deep <laughs> tentacle mouth. Well, oh, yeah. I broke the mic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because Cthulhu is not here to make friends. <laughs> Cthulhu Hunters hits us with a useless superpower. I'll take it. The useless superpower is... Spider-Man. It's been if done. His powers, <laughs> if his power was just to shoot spiders, he would get it. He'd get to use it just one time. Then all the criminals would just leave town. <laughs> Still a superpower. If you could, oh my God, if you could just shoot spiders. <laughs> oh, but then you'd know that some, that the spiders are in you at some point. You could, you can reconcile that by telling yourself they are formed wherever they come out at the no, time they come there's out a little hole in the base of your wrist that the spider flies out of. yeah but it's everything mixes together and the moment it touches air the spiders formed that way there's oh. not spiders crawling around under like your little, skin you, all up through your veins and you your get, heart behind I your have eyes the original run of <laughs> spider shooter and then you're doing like the X-Men crossover what if episode and it's totally different and Uncle Ben's alive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Cthulhu Hungers. Mm-hmm. And thank all of you for writing in. We're getting a pretty, a good and ca- pretty good and caught up on this. I don't think we're going to have to do the, I think I lied. I don't think we have to do a, a, a supplemental after all. So thank you guys. Uh, we love it. Oh, we got our, the mail fixed. I don't know if you saw my Facebook post, but we, uh, again for some reason that contact form breaks here and there and you know what it is it's when you update it when you update stuff it breaks That's suddenly stupid. it doesn't work anymore That's stupid suddenly somebody's sitting in their basement <laughs> and they're 
going against America. They're not working. <laughs> one of these nerds. One of these computer programmers. One of these what I, what I call cyber jihadists. <laughs> uh, anyways, I got it fixed. It's all it's all cool now. So keep sending them. <sighs> now it's time for los caja de penaltados. <laughs> <laughs> the box of penalties. <laughs> Uh, Flora and I, we're, we we have to do. Uh, there's added interest for delay of game. Um, there's we've we've a host of problems, a, a, a menagerie of sins against better taste and good judgment has brought us to this lonely stage. And now we both have to do the penalty box, so we're gonna truth. All right. So to pay my debt to society and better taste, I have opted to once again rap. Because that always works out so very well. <laughs> and uh, this time I'll be rapping without the lyrics. Because I'm pretty sure I know this one pretty solidly. We'll see if I can pull this off or not. And he's also got my phone as the music. So yeah, no so professional gonna, setup here. Yeah, this is going to sound great. Uh, so uh, without further ado, uh, I give you <laughs> the best job I can possibly do with Digital Underground's A Humpty Dance. <laughs> All right, stop what you're doing, because I'm about to ruin images and style you used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making like money. See, see, world will be ready, mini, and gather around. I'm the new fool, so town. And them sounds like ground by the gun underground. I'll drink the food. you, but I had to see you got on your shelf. But just let me introduce you myself. When it is Humpty, pronounced with Humpty. Oh, you ladies. Oh, how you like Dr. Funk me? Just wait. Just wait. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, ladies. I'm really being sincere because there's six guys I hope you know just tickle your ear. <laughs> can't wait. I'm losing my spot. I'm the Humpty Man dance. I don't have any more lyrics. <laughs> okay. I don't. I can't do this anymore. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Death paid. <laughs> that, was, that was harder to do than I thought. I couldn't come close to doing it. Yep. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. Uh, it's my turn, and oh my God. I will be... Uh, <laughs> Following the same ill, uh, uh, yeah, idea. Ill communication. And uh, we are, I am doing another classic. You can only talk to her because she looks like you, a You might know this one. Okay. I mean, her right, yep, here we Laura. go. It's so sick. I can't believe it. it's just so round. It's just out there. It's so out there. Gross. Bring it, Flora. What? I'm in here. I'm in it. She's just so. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in with a little bit of waist and a brown thing in your face, you get sprung. And you pull up 
fuck, because James is wearing, I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. No, baby, I want to get with you and take your picture. My homeboys tried to warn me, but then you guys say, say, oh, horny, oh, I'm a scan. You're going to get you ain't got that average crew. I seen her dance uh, to hell with romance. Uh, sweat, sweat, got it going like a turbo red. I'm tired of magazines. Seeing right butts on my screen. And if face. Fellas! Fellas! As your girlfriend got the butt, tell her, shake it, shake it, shake it, another butt. Maybe got back. That's enough. That's enough. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Oh, that is glorious. I might. We might just have to switch to a. A full-time rap review. <laughs> wow. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> there we go. Debt to society to be paid. That. I Everybody hope that was enough time in there for you. Can. <laughs> Can. You guys, go to iTunes. Yes. Give us a, a review. Give us five stars. Give us five stars for the suffering we just endured on your behalf. <laughs> we really appreciate uh, the the kind words that you have put on the reviews, Truthfully, though. Truthfully, you guys so are the, the very best people, and uh, we, we like you very, very much. I mean that. And you can also go to Facebook and uh-huh. like us on there. The you can Twitter friend us. March to 400. March in, march in, march in. Get in there with your help. Uh, love the reviews. Uh, hit the donate button. Punch oh, it with yeah. your wallet. It's Christmas. Ding, 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 oh, ding, 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 ding. Give ding, us money. Ding. I don't know. Uh, uh, we go to YouTube. We're, we're on there. I got all of season one up there now. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go to audibletrial.com slash blurry photos and yeah, get, get yourself a free audiobook on us. Yeah, I will. I'm going to throw out some quick suggestions. Do it. Without even knowing if they're on there or not. Because that's what I'm. That's how I'm doing it. Uh, the name of the wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Okay. Extraordinarily well written book. Cool. But just because he wrote it well doesn't mean you have to read it. Well, you could you could listen to it too. Did he write it well? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I've been enjoying this. It's the second time I've read it. It's a Sweet. really fun book. Sweet. Flora, you got any book suggestions for the peoples? Um. Oh, also, I would also say uh, Ready Player One, one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, also, anything by John Scalzi. These are these are things I enjoy. I don't know. Maybe you would too. I'm not. I'm not here to tell you your business. <laughs> I've always been a fan of American Gods. If you haven't read it, oh yeah, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman. That's up muy early, but you can find a ton of books on there. Or spin the wheel. Yeah, just, just try, try something new. Yeah, it's a free book, so no pressure. No pressure, brah. Anyways, there's uh, there's a lot of ways you can uh, connect with us in social yes. media. Yes, please. So and do all do those, those and and uh, uh, donate to your heart's content, <laughs> even if your heart says no. I'm full That's, of coal. <laughs> help us help you because uh, I, I can't emphasize this stuff be- enough because I feel weirdly guilty about it. But like no. we genuinely, really do only use the donations for the podcast. Yeah. We haven't even bought a Snicker bar or Vienna sausage with that money. That's true, but we are we are quickly setting up our our digital empire with yes. t-shirts. Yes, soon, my soon, friends. Soon. Anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I have been David from Flora. Ah, <laughs> nice. You stole it. I'm Navy Dave Stecco. <laughs> <laughs> Navy Dave. Anchors away. Anchors away. Bye. Where's the car going?